0: Scripture said in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 7, Paul, Paul writing here, here's what he said, but what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things, everybody in this room say all things, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. And do count them but dung that I may win Christ. If you don't understand that, see me after church. I'll explain it better. And be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him. Oh, that I may know him. Why don't we all stand? I see several standing. Let's just stand in honor of the word. I'm going to read a little bit here tonight. Paul said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, listen to what he said. I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, And reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press. Somebody say, I press. He said, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. My question tonight is this. How how far are you willing to go to please God? How far are you willing to go to please God? You may be seated. Would you mind if I took time to, to read from the New International Version? It's just a little more in our, in our modern language. It might help you understand. This is what he said, and I'll, I'll go through it very quickly. But whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in Him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ of the of Christ, or oh, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of His of sharing in His suffering, becoming like Him in His death, and so somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead. Now that I have already obtained all this or have already been made perfect not or excuse me not that I have already attained all this or have already been made perfect but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me brothers i do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it but one thing i do forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. How far are we willing to go to please God? I want to tell you the Apostle Paul said it very well and he spoke my heart when he said, I've not apprehended. I've not obtained. I've not made it yet. But I want to. Does anybody want to? You know living for God is a it is it is a great life. If you live for God hard, it becomes very easy. But if you live for God easy, it becomes very hard. Now I've said that many times through the years, but For some of you that hadn't heard me say that, let me explain to you today. When you put everything into living for God, it pays great dividends, and it becomes a lifestyle. It is is a life that is very easy to live when you live for God hard. But when you live for God just haphazardly, you know, He's kind of... I'm just going to talk to you a little bit tonight, okay? He's kind of down the line somewhere in your life second or third place or fourth or fifth place and if it's convenient I'll do what I need to do for God or if it if it uh, you know if it profits me I'll do I'll do you, you live for God easy then it becomes a struggle that's why many people struggle because they don't live for God hard let me let me let me show you what I'm talking about A fighter don't just go to the ring to fight. He doesn't just climb in and and put the gloves on. There's many, 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 many hours of running, shadow boxing, punching the bag, jump rope, all kind of unique things that they do to be a boxer. His legs have to be able to hold up to dance in a ring. You think... Let me tell you, if you don't think twelve rounds, three minute rounds is very long in a ring, go hop in and try that sometime. That's a long time. But you have to have you have to have conditioning. You have to give it your best shot. You crawl into the ring and you've not prepared for one day, you'll be out in thirty seconds. That's the facts. But the fact also is that if you go at it hard, if you live hard. You can attain the things that are in reach. So it is in living for God. I often wonder how much pressing is done by the church. How much we really, really want to please God. I'm not just saying this. I'm not just saying this to have words to say tonight. I'm sure that I have not always pleased God. And I'm sure that you haven't either. But it is my desire to please God and to make him happy with how I'm living for him. Does anybody want to be there? How far are we willing to go? I'll slip these glasses on to make sure that I can read what few notes I have tonight. For too often we have settled for too little. And we are acquainted with knowing God by name only. But we have no relationship. I was thinking about this today as I, as I studied, and I, uh, we know God. We know who God is. Everybody here know who God is. We know God. It's like me saying, "Oh yeah, I, I know, I know Donald Trump." But I want to tell you, Donald Trump and have, and I have no relation. He's just, he's just somebody I know. I know people, and you know. I don't want to know God like that. I don't want to know God from afar off. I don't want to just know Him as another God. Amen? Or as God. I want Him to be my God. And I want Him to be my Lord. I want Him to be my Savior. I want Him to be my healer. Come on now. I don't want to just know him from a distance. There's people I know from a distance, and so do you. I could call the name. I, 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 I know Governor Edwards. I know him, but I don't really know him. Do you understand where I'm coming from? So to live for God and to, be ha- to have an intimate relationship with God, you don't just need to know about him. You need to know him. There are people around God and then there are people with God. There are people that know God from a distance, and then there are those that truly know Him because of an experience. It's easy to say that you love God. It's easy to say, but let me tell you, and I'm, I'm just opening my heart for a few minutes here tonight. Love is more than saying that you love. You know what the Lord said one time? In the old testament he said, You are near me with your mouth, but you are far from me with your heart. You know what they had? Just mouth religion. Boy, it's easy to have mouth religion, isn't it? Just to say I'm a Christian. Just to say, it's easy to lift your hands and say I love you, Jesus, but love is more than 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 saying. Love is an action. It's a verb. It's, it's not just saying you love God. It's showing you love God. I want us to have that kind of, how far are you willing to go to please God? How much do you really love Him? How do you really know Him? We tell God often how we love Him and how we adore Him and, 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 but our, Intimacy with God sometimes is very shallow. And I'm, I'm saying we because we have habits even in this church. We, it's very easy to walk in here on a Sunday morning and lift your hands and, and worship and, and to walk in on a Wednesday night and and to have prayer and to, to go through Bible study without really having a real intimate relationship with God. But I'm preaching to you on this Wednesday night. We have to be willing to go beyond the call of duty. We have to be willing to go beyond just the normal and the ordinary. If we're going to be what we ought to be and what we need to be, we have to be willing to do what Paul said and we have to press. Amen. It's not always comfortable. It's not something that feels good. Paul saying I press toward the mark means that he is struggling to get somewhere with God. So he can obtain that relationship not only saying words but going forward and desiring to be like Jesus Christ. Jesus Jesus is is not some figment of the imagination that nobody can touch. He's not just out there and, and nobody can know him. When we say know him, when Paul said that I may know him in verse ten, that I may he's saying I want a, an intimate relationship. If let me give you something to go study. Go back in the beginning in the book of, of Genesis and, and the Bible said Adam knew Eve. Go go study what that's all about. To know in the Old Testament sometimes meant to have that. Intimate relationship. Now I want to tell you, when you know God intimately, that means that you are conversing with Him. That means that you you are a part of Him. And He becomes a part of you. Paul said, I want to know God. I want to know Him more than I've ever known Him. Look, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not I'm not the epitome of, of 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 success standing up here tonight trying to tell you that I got all the answers, that I'm close to God, you're not close to God, and 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 that's not what this is all about. Could I tell you that if we would just If we would just humble ourselves at the mighty hand of God and let Him draw us near. When you start drawing near to God, I read the book and the book said when you get near God, He will get near you. Is that what He said? I believe Him, don't you? You know when I feel God most is when I push, when I press, when I make myself uncomfortable when I get off of my lazy carcass and do what I ought to do, then I feel God. And I know God. And I can hear God. Don't get quiet on me now. Here's what, here's what the Lord said. It's in red letter edition in your Bible in Luke chapter 13. Then said one unto him, Lord, are there few that be saved? And he said unto them, Strive to enter in at the straight gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. They will seek, but not strive, not willing to change. The Living Bible translation says this, 13, 24 of Luke. The door to heaven is narrow. Work hard to get in. For the truth is that many will try to enter, but when the head of the house has locked the door, it will be too late. You're, there's going to be people that said, and Jesus said this, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? And in your name we have done many miracles You know us. And he will say to them, Sorry, I never knew you. Why did he say that? Why will he say that? Sorry, I never knew you. I was wondering where y'all were. Welcome home, Charlie and Donna, all the way from California. What y'all doing in the cheap seats tonight? Y'all keeping Gene and Gail company. I never knew you. Never knew you. But you know, you know I'm the guy that, that had the miracle and, 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 and you, you know who I No, 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 no. I know you, but I don't know you. That's what he's really saying. I know your name, but I don't know you in a relationship. Come on, folks. It's not enough to be a member of Christian Life Church. It's not even enough to call yourself a Christian. It's not even enough to, 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 to warm a church pew. If all you're coming for is to look good, you got the wrong idea. You look good, okay? You've arrived. But here's the facts. You've got to have a relationship with God. How desperate are we? How willing are we? How far are we going to go? How hard are we going to push? How hard are we going to press? Here's the problem with 2019, and I'm saying this as an apostolic preacher of the 21st century. The problem is, is we backed off because we've just we've, we're almost at Laodicea hour, where we are rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, and everything's going good. All the kids are well. The car's running good. The bank account's got money everything's running fine, the yard's mowed, the house is in good order, oh yeah, family's doing good, marriage is doing good, and we think because of all that, we've got it made. But let me tell you, somewhere in the very near future, every one of us will need a real relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the truth. That's the truth if I've ever told the truth. This world is not going to get any easier. It's not going to get any... I'm not here to be a prophet or doom to you. But I'm here to tell you, America is on a downhill plunge. To, to us, it's just Fox News and CNN and MSNBC. But it's more than that. When you hear about Iran getting a nuclear weapon. When you see our world and their world at odds. Do you not know that it's going to all start very soon? and world war 3 is just around the corner in case you don't know it oh preacher you're trying to scare no no I'm not trying to scare you go read your bible go look at that's that's all over there where the prophecies is that's that's where it's going to all take place and when we when we start seeing nations of the world lining up against one another and we're talking about nuclear war and we're talking about uh, and I heard the president say this week somebody said are you going to war he said it's never off the table well you know what ladies and gentlemen we are nearer than what we ever have been we need to bear down in our relationship with God and make sure that we got it right because if we don't have it right now we're going to be in trouble soon wow everybody with me I don't want the Lord saying to me, Danny Chance, I never knew you. I don't want him saying that. I want a relationship with God. Hearing about God is not good enough for me. I want to know God. Hearing the stories in the Word of God is not good enough for me. I want to know Him. I want to know Him. Do everything possible. I want to do everything possible to please God. Everything possible. We worry about... Change and and we worry about things that that come upon us on a daily daily walk and and how we're going to deal with this and we worry about things and we strive to do this and we strive to do that why don't we quit worrying so much about all of that and worry about where we are with Jesus Christ let me tell you if we would give if we would give precedent in our lives to a prayer life and a life of sacrifice, and a life of giving to God, the rest of our life would be okay. Amen? The rest of our life would be okay. If we just give precedent to the right things, but sometimes we get it all messed up. See, we, we don't press in prayer like we used to. We don't press like we need to. I'm just preaching to you as a pastor tonight. We, we You you can't say now I lay me down to sleep and God is great, God is good. Now, you know, we've we, we, we got habitual prayers that we pray. Everybody say amen. amen. Bow your head and pray and you pray the same thing. And, you know, I realize there's, I, I understand that. It's okay. And it's great that you honored God. I love it. I love it. And several times lately it's happened. I, I love it when I'm in a restaurant and I'm looking over and, and, and a man and a woman or a family Have each other's hands. You've seen that? Anybody seen that? In a restaurant and they're praying. Thank God. Thank God for that. Oh, that's good. Kneel down with your kids before they go to bed at night. Pray with them. Say their bedtime prayers. Amen? Pray before every meal. Say grace. That's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. Not preaching against any of that, okay? That's all habitual prayers. That's just, that's prayers that we pray and that's normal stuff. Here's what I want to know. How long has it been since you went to a closet of prayer? Now, because, for new people, let me explain myself. I don't mean you got to go sh- shut the, the, the closet door and fall down in the dark and start screaming out to God. That's not what I'm talking about. But you get alone. A closet is a place by yourself. The Bible talks about it. And you, you shut yourself away. And you, you start talking to God. And you stay there until you get some answers from God. I wonder how long it's been. See, that's what we're missing. Amen? Y'all don't Y'all don't leave me now. Waffle well, House ain't going to close. Be <laughs> do want to get through. How long has it been since you've done that? I'm not asking you to raise your hand. You don't have to give me a verbal answer. I'm, I'm trying to probe your mind today. Because the Bible said this. The Bible said a man that will pray in secret, what will happen? God will reward him openly. When you get by, you say, I love corporate prayer. I, I love it when we all pray together. That's good. Wonderful. When we all lift our hands a while ago, that's a, that's a good, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. But that can't be all it is to it. That can't be the only thing. Brother Robert, I love the prayer room tonight. What a great spirit in the prayer room tonight. Good move of the Holy Ghost. Man, it felt good in there. But i got to learn to feel good one I'm by myself. i I got to learn to get a hold of God for myself. I can't depend on Robert Guest to pray for me. Come on now. I can't depend on my wife or my mother or Brother Eric or, or anybody else to pray for me. There's some praying people in this church. I'm not pointing fingers at you. You're, I thank God for what we do. But I'm just wondering how far are we willing to go. Because, you see, prayer in a corporate way is a good thing. And, and it's never talked about bad. But let me tell you this prayer in a secret way and prayer in a closet look the greatest prayers that i've ever prayed and the greatest times that i've ever had in prayer was not with you wasn't with my family wasn't with my wife wasn't with my parents wasn't with it it was with just me and god where i could just open it up and just ah. amen it's the best kind of prayer. I love our, our, our group. I mentioned a while ago. And, and I love our, our group of ladies that get together. I, I see all the time where they're praying about this. and praying. About this. Good. That's awesome. But now ladies, let me tell you something. you got to learn to pray when you're not with that group. Everybody understand what I'm saying? It's just, Deborah, you look good right there. I'll see you there Sunday. That's good. It's good. You look good. You move all the way up. You do good. How hard are you willing to push? How hard are you willing to pursue? How hard are you how far are you willing to go to have a relationship with God like that? Paul said, I press. Sometimes you got to take your flesh by the nape of the neck and make it pray. Do we always feel like praying? No. There's times you get down to pray and you you think about everything in the book. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. All the stuff that didn't get done today. Lord, I'm going to take time to pray. Oh, God, i got to back in that bedroom. Lord Jesus, I had washed them dishes. My Lord, I forgot to fill the car up with gas. The devil's good about reminding you of everything. Everything. And you're, you're, you're going through the motions, but you're really not praying. There's an old song that says, shut in with God. In a secret place, there in the Spirit, beholding His face, gaining new power to run in this race, I long to be shut in with God. That's what's got to happen. That's what's got to give. How how willing are you? Because you see, flesh don't want to pray. Flesh is hard to get to pray. Flesh will say, I'll pray tomorrow flesh will put it off as long as flesh can. Flesh, you gotta make flesh pray. Flesh is carnal. This is automatically carnality right here. And yours is too. Don't act like you're so holy. Yours is too. But the facts are, you gotta take yourself, you gotta submit your flesh to the Spirit of God in your life and say, I am about to take time to have relationship with God. I'm gonna make sure that I know Him. I'm gonna make sure that I apprehend that for which I am apprehended. I'm going for the goal. I'm going for the prize. I'm going to get what God wants me to have. How willing are you to push that hard? Well, I don't think all that's necessary, preacher. I pray every day. I say my prayers. I had somebody tell me not long ago, well, this is what I say when I pray. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, is that all you say? You can't say the same things over and over because your life's not the same way every day. It's called vain repetition. If you just got a little prayer, you quote. The Bible says don't have vain repetition. Am I right? You don't just say it to be saying it. We could quote the Lord's Prayer. I'm tempted to ask who can stand up and quote it. There's some here that could. But, but you quote the Lord's Prayer all day long. But if it just becomes a quote, it's not a prayer. Do you understand where I'm coming from tonight? Does anybody see where I'm I am i am not I'm not trying to be too harsh, but I'm trying to make you understand how willing are you for how, how how far are you willing to go and say, God, I'm willing to pray, I'm willing to give, I'm willing to look, let me ask you another question. How if this church this that I'm fixing to preach on just for a minute tonight, how willing are you? To press in attendance to the house of God. Pressing. Pressing. Was that a rat that generally run across the ceiling? <laughs> you could hear a spider tiptoe in here tonight. Listen to me.
1: Church is still important.
0: Some folks don't think it is. Look around you tonight, and then come back here Sunday and look around you. There's a lot of folks they they just too busy for God. I've had people tell me, Well, you know what, we just time we work all day and and, and and get through and try to get to church, we just don't have time for that. But I guarantee you one thing, they can call a ball game for their kid on a Wednesday night and they're there. That was a low blow, wasn't it? That was below the belt. Be careful here, preacher. You'll foul out. How, how willing are you to press? You want a relationship with God? you got to show Him. As a matter of fact, God said one time, don't tell me you sh- you love me. Show me. Show me you love me. Don't just tell me. I want to know it from your heart. I will, and, and look, coming to the house of God, somebody said, "Well, it's not that important." Well, I don't. I, I disagree with you, because here's here's what coming to the house of God does. It gives us strength. You may have heard what I'm preaching tonight a thousand times, but you still need to hear it again. Amen. You may can quote Acts 2.38, 2, John 3.5, John 3.16. You may be able to quote all the scriptures, the favorite scriptures that we often quote. You may be able to do it, but let me tell you something. Just cause you can quote them, don't mean you don't need to hear it again. Somebody said, well, I've heard all of that. So, repetition is learning. And every time we hear it, we glean more. And we get strength. I will tell you, weak Christians don't come to church every time the house is open. Strong Christians do. I'm doing good, so I just pat myself on the back. I never understood people don't want to go to church. I I love the house of God. Anybody here love the house of God? Obviously you do. You're here on a hot Wednesday, June evening. Maybe I'm preaching to the wrong people tonight. But but I don't want you to quit pressing. Because here's what the devil will do. He'll take everything he can to put in your path so you won't hear the word of the Lord. You ready? You want want to know why it's important to come to the house of the Lord? Faith cometh by and hearing by. Where are you go hear the Word of God? Thank you. Oh, I can just read it. That's not what it said. It said, Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by, doesn't matter if I'm preaching or whoever. If you just want to hear me preach, you got preacher's religion. Get rid of that. You need to hear the Word of God. I need to hear the Word of God. We all need to hear the Word of God. Everybody said amen. amen. I'm preaching good stuff tonight. I'm not deep. It's not some woo out there that you're going to go off and say, "Boy, I've never heard anything like that before." You've heard this before, but I'm asking you: How willing are you to make that pressing, pressing move toward God? My back hurts. Okay. My stomach hurts. Okay. My head hurts. Okay. Get up and go to battle. You're unmerciful, preacher. I know it. I was raised that way. But this is the house of God. This is important. You know why I love this right now? Because I was taught to love this as a child. And I told somebody today, somebody said, well, the youth attendance is down. It's because the cotton-picking parents won't come to church. The kids ain't coming if mama ain't coming. still working? Y'all don't don't think you're going to get the offer back you gave me for 30 years of this. It ain't fixed to happen. I'm just being honest. Can I I just unfold my heart here to you? When you quit praying, when you quit quit, quit coming to the house of God, you're going to see the results in your family. You're going to see the results in your personal life. When you quit reading the Word of God, you gotta make yourself. You gotta make yourself read the Word of God. You gotta make yourself you say, Well, I love to read. Thank God for that. You gotta love for the Word of God. Some people never read the Word of God. They they couldn't quote a scripture if they had to, and most of the time I, I I could tell you I could tell you some funny stuff about people quoting scriptures. There used to be an old lady that had plenty of money and and i don 't know what all she would quote she'd come Mama would tell you about it tonight, but she used to come in, and she used to say that 's in the Bible it wasn 't nowhere near the bible she'd tell you something that it was. But she, in her mind it was, but she ain't read it and so she didn't know. Here's the facts. you got to hide the Word of God. David said, Thy Word, O Lord, have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against Thee. If you want to do right, if you want to do righteousness, if you want to do good, you got to do what the Apostle Paul said. He said, I count everything lost for the knowledge of Jesus Christ. I count it all but dung. I'm not there yet, but I'm I may not be what I ought to be, but I'm on my way to get to be what God wants me to be. How far are you willing to go? How hard are you willing to press? How much do you love your family? How many of you love your family? Do you understand that the church is the greatest thing that you could ever do for your family? it's the best thing you could do it's 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 the right thing to do you can't just look at every circumstance and everything in life we got to quit making excuses for why we don't do what we ought to do well life's busier than it's ever been why you got more at your fingertips than you've ever had my God have mercy they used to milk the cow and pick the peas and and churn and the butter and then get in the wagon, but they got to the house of the Lord. And now we got cell phones and computers and good automobiles. This world's gone crazy with good stuff. My, my wife's car, you can get that thing set the you, you, you set it where it just drive itself almost totally. I mean i I'd say, watch here, baby. We go down the interstate and I just take my hands off the wheel. It'll turn a curve without you touching it. we got more conveniences than we've ever had. We're not in the days of wringer washing machines and clotheslines anymore. There ain't a man here that had to plow the field today. Not one that I know of. If you did, it was probably a deer plot. You don't have to plow anymore. We does anybody agree with me? We got it easier than we've ever had it, huh? How many of you had to go in the front of your car at night and take a crank and whoosh, whoosh, to get that thing going? Anybody here? Nobody. Well, y'all must be rich. You know, we, we got to look at things like they are. We've got better things than we've ever had. And yet we get farther from God. We let it consume us. We let it become things that instead of of making the best of that, and we become busier than we've ever been. And so we just, instead of pushing some of that aside, we push God aside. And we don't try to apprehend. And we don't have the desire that we used to have. And we don't have that longing that we used to have. And there's not that hunger that we used to have. I'm not preaching to everybody because some people do have that. And some people have that in this building tonight. But I'm here to tell you as a whole, we need to learn to press toward the mark. We need to learn to put our best effort forward. we got to get a hold of some of the things in our life that are causing us to be far from God and away from God and put some things there that will draw us near Him. I know you don't like to hear this, but it's, it's, it's something that I've said for many years and you know it when I say it. But if everybody in this church was just like me, what kind of church would this church be? I want you to ask yourself that question tonight. Don't raise your hand, but if everybody prayed like me, if everybody attended like me, if everybody loved like me, if everybody cared like me, if everybody everybody in this church was just like me, what kind of church would this church be? How how willing are you to say, Lord, here I am. I give all my stuff to you tonight. I'm laying it all on the altar. You know what? God gave us example after example in the Scripture, Paul being one of them. He laid down his past. All of his genealogy didn't matter. All of his learning didn't matter. All the things of the past. He left everything to follow Jesus. The disciples that came had to leave their living. They left their nets. They left the tax table. They left all kind of occupations to follow him. And you can roll it on back. You can go all the way back to Abraham, whose name was Abram when God called him. And he said, get up. I'm going to show you a country. I'm going to give you a place whose builder and maker is God. Packed his family up. We don't have this commitment. Packed his family up. Packs everything up. Where are you going, Abraham? I don't know. But God said. And I'm committed to God. You want to know what the New Testament said about Abraham? He staggered not at the promises of God. He didn't waver. He just said, "I'm laying it down here. How willing are we to go and press and move toward God?" I wonder I wonder if the Lord is really pleased with us. I wonder I wonder if we have done enough. Two things, and I close with this: two things that are going to be said one day to every one of us, because we're all going to stand before God. Do you know that? I said we're all going to stand before God. There's, there's, one fellow said there's two things that are sure: death and taxes. No, that's not the only things that are sure. Romans nine, or excuse me, Hebrews nine twenty seven said, "For it is appointed unto man once to die, and after this." The judgment we're going to all stand before God two things listen to me because you're going to remember this two things he's either going to say well done thou good and faithful servant or either he's going to say depart from me ye worker of iniquity I never knew you. And believe it or not, people who have hung around the kingdom and hung around the church are going to hear him say, I don't know you. You never had relationship with me. Stand with me if you will.
1: I'm hungry still, I'm empty and bare, Lord, here's my prayer, for just more of you. I wonder tonight if you'd just slip a hand up and sing it with me, I want more of you, Lord. More of you. I've had all, but what I need is just more of you, of things I've had my fill and yet I'm hungry still. I'm empty and bare. Lord, hears my prayer for just more of you.
0: Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before. I press. I press. I press. Is there anybody willing to press? Nobody's going to make it. Nobody can push you into it. you got to be hungry for the things of God. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. Empty and bare, here's my prayer for just more. Your hands up and let's give God praise tonight. Hallelujah, 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 touch our minds, Lord, touch our hearts, Lord, touch this church, Lord. Night a fire in us, oh God, be burning desire. A deep burning desire. Let us learn to press. If it means struggle, Lord, we'll struggle. If it means fight our way through, we'll fight our way through. Lord, give us that determination tonight. Give us that hunger this evening. Thank you,
1: Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus.